Neil Brown just has that it factor, I believe. He's like, called into the program. Everybody in the Big 12 is going to know his name, and all the quarterbacks are going to feel his pain. That underdog so, mentality has always been big for West Virginia. We're just heartbroken that we were not good at our jobs. He is the modern-day Don Nealon. Trust the climb. And now it's time for the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into the Texas Reaction live stream here on the Country Roads Webcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, joined by my co-host, Steven. What's up, everybody? And our other co-host, Bradley. How's it going? All right, so... uh, West Virginia defeats Texas 31 to 23 to keep their bowl game hopes alive. Mountaineers move to five five and six on the 2021 season. One game left of road game contest against Kansas. If WU can win, they will be bowl eligible. Um, looking at some numbers from the game, uh, Jared Dagey 27 to 43, 293 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Letty Brown 33 carries on senior day, 33 carries, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Tony Mathis adds five for 23. WVU over 100 yards rushing. 12-0 under Neil Brown now when they go for over 100 yards rushing. Uh, Winston Wright, six catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Sam James, five for 64 and a touchdown. Bryce Wheaton, three for 58. Caden Prather, four for 48. Uh, that's some of the numbers from the offense. Looking at the defensive side, Josh Chandler Samito led the way with 12 tackles. Sean Mahone, six tackles and an interception that was very important. Uh, tackle, a tackle and a half for a loss for uh, Dante Stills. And then the true freshman, St. McLeod, who stepped in and made a start, ended up with six tackles as well. So uh, some numbers from the game there, gentlemen. West Virginia with a big victory, important victory, trying to get to a uh, bowl eligibility and needed a bounce-back win. Uh, just some opening thoughts from the game. Uh, what would you like with, that you saw there, Stephen? Um, I, I really like that they didn't give up. You know, I think in the Kansas State game and a few other games this year, I think we've questioned if, you know, the team's mindset is still there. Um, I think it was really – on a positive note, coming out and showing that they could really bounce back from a you know a loss or a couple losses that they've had to Oklahoma State and Kansas State in the past couple of weeks, um, I I think that we've seen that Jared Deggie can be a pretty good quarterback if he's given time in the pocket. Um, I think that has been the glaring problem for me is that he just has the inability to escape pressure, um, and I think that you know. Yesterday, he really did a good job of rolling out of the pocket and making time for himself and and finding the open guy. Now, he did miss a lot of open guys um, like he has been, you know, several times this year. There was a lot of times I still noticed Letty Brown or, or, you know, a couple other guys off on the side, off on like, I can remember one play where Letty Brown rolled out. He had a swing swing out to the left and was wide open the whole time. And Jerry Dickey just stands there and eventually throws it out of the, you know, out of, out of bounds for an incomplete pass. Uh, so there's, you know, I like that we beat Texas, but Texas is not a good football team this year. They just plain and simply aren't. Uh, Bijan Robertson, I think, was the only glue that held that together, and now that he's gone, they're just struggling. So we beat a really bad Texas team. I'm glad that we did beat them. Uh, horns down, as always. But Horns down. I think that going into this next weekend, I really, for the first time ever, um, I don't really know who I'm going to pick in in the game this weekend. Yeah, Kansas has looked uh, 
looks good. Of course, you know, they beat Texas well and then hung right there with TCU. And, um, you know, their offense can score points. The Texas has given up a lot on defense, though. So um, hopefully West Virginia's offense can continue, you know, the trend that they started in this Texas game. But, uh, Bradley, what are your thoughts on this win over Texas and just uh, the performance in general by West Virginia? Yeah, at this point in time, I would just take a win as a win this year. And uh, we're one away, one win away from going bowling, which is like a prospect, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we probably wouldn't have even considered, you know, we were at the point where we didn't even think we were going to win another game this season. So it's really nice to come out and get a win, uh, especially against Texas, because it always seems like our games against Texas are a little extra chippy, a little extra, um, you know, intense, it seems. <clears throat> um, I thought our offense played really well. Jared Diggy definitely – it, yeah, definitely when he has time, he looks fine, but it's just they get any kind of pressure on him and he just starts to crumble. So I still just don't know what to make of that. I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and analyze him anymore. I, he is what he is, and maybe he'll get better. Maybe he'll stay. Maybe he won't. I don't know. At this point in time, I just want to beat Kansas this weekend. <laughs> um, our defense uh, Jerry, started getting Jerry Dickey? the run game. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty Did clear he that he's leave? staying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's looking that way. Yeah, I think he is too. I still just don't know if I, I – I just still want it to be a competition, though. I, I don't want it to go into the next season. Like Jordan said uh, when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, I think it's definitely his job to lose. But I don't want it to be, uh, you know, just sealed for him. I would want to see, you know, Nico fight for that spot. But, yeah, I don't know what happened with our defense in the second half of just getting – I don't know if it's because we're, you know, weak at the linebacker spot right now or, like, what's going on. But they were breaking out some – 15, 20-yard runs, it seemed like every other play. And, you know, it, even without Bijan Robinson, they still had two – their two running backs had a heck of a day. I think that they – I know one of them put up over 100 yards, and I think the other one got pretty close. I think he put up like 80-something. Like I think they together put up almost 200 yards. Yeah, so it was a lot of yards. But, yeah, so that's definitely something we can't have happen going into Kansas because playing Kansas at Kansas, like Steven said, this is the first time where it's like this is probably actually going to be a bit of a game, you know. We're going to have to come out and play just as well as we played against Texas, which has been one of our better games this year, just to, you know, have a chance of beating Kansas at Kansas. And that's worrisome, but, hey, you got to step up to the challenge, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a big moment, I think. You know, this game, I think, was very big for this season and for this team and for Neil Brown, and uh, they came out and did it, but it's one thing to do it at home. You know, going on the road to Kansas is going to be a different story. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird to say because you don't think of that as being a tough place to play, but Kansas is uh, looking pretty good. Another new coach, uh, Lance Leopold, there they got from Buffalo, and um, I think that they've shown some good things. It's going to be a tough tough matchup for West Virginia to try and get a win there, but I, hopefully they come out just as hungry and get to that bowl game. But um, looking looking at it going, going forward, I guess um, – Will you be satisfied with a bowl game? Does it need to be a bowl game win for you? Because to me, the way I look at it is um, they've been preaching, preaching, preaching rather, trust the climb. Uh, went from five wins to six wins. So I think realistically you need to get to seven wins this season. To me, it was always like the minimum goal for me if you're going to say trust the climb. So if they win against Kansas and win a bowl game, that's seven wins, five, six, seven. I think you're still still on track there. So for me, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, moving forward is hopefully getting seven wins. But uh, what about you guys? Will you guys be satisfied with the bowl game? Um, just moving forward with the season, what's successful to you guys, Bradley? Yeah, I I definitely think that uh, a bowl win would definitely 
appease some of the, the the fan base. I think that people are still a little upset that the season didn't necessarily turn out the way it was. But getting to a bowl game isn't um, – I, I don't know if a win is necessary because I really don't know who we're going to play against. If I had to guess, we'll probably be an underdog in a bowl um, unless we just really get handed a gimme. But I don't know if I'd consider it a must-win. It would definitely probably – because I still don't know if I'm on – because you see improvement this week, and, you know, if we beat Kansas and we see more improvement on the offense, is Neil Brown going to be able to save some of his assistant coaches in the offseason? And I think that that bowl game might really be the determining factor of just like, hey, like, you guys really need to, like, step step into another direction. Or, um, you know, if we come out and win a bowl game, then he might get lucky and be able to keep, you know, the pieces that he's wanting to keep. So I don't think it's a must win, but I think it would definitely make me happy. And I would consider it successful – considering where I thought we were at a couple weeks ago. Uh, Steve, what about you? You know, you go two, two and four into the bye week. Probably none of us thought we would even get a chance at a bowl game. So for you, is making a bowl game uh, constitute a success with how this season started? Or do you need the bowl game win? Or do you, are you if you go five and seven, are you like, it is what it is? What do you think successful this season? Um, I think with the point. way that I think with the way that this season has gone, especially towards the end of this season, I think if you if you just make a bowl game, um, I would consider it a success. I would consider it a success if they won the bowl game because then, on one level, like you said, it's seven wins. You know, that's that's climbing. That's a positive. You know, that's improving from what we did last year. Um, but like I said, the way that this season has gone, and you know, with as many problems and adversity as much adversity as this team's faced I think you know if you win your last two games and then go to a bowl game and win that game no matter what that you know what dot com bowl it's going to be um, I think that will be a positive because that will be showing that your team is improving you not only you know during the off season but towards the end of the season and throughout the season as well and I think I think that's a really big positive so I think if you can get to a bowl game and win it uh, if you get to a bowl game I wouldn't necessarily look at it as a failure, um, but I think you would have to win the bowl game to be able to look at it as a positive in my mind. Okay, so we all kind of agree, uh, get to a bowl game for sure and you know, hopefully win it because we're talking about the climb there. But with that being said, let's best case scenario, uh, West Virginia finishes with a win at Kansas, goes to a bowl game, gets that seventh win, seven and six. How hot is Neil Brown's seat, if hot at all, going into next season? And what does he need to do to ensure his job security next season? Number of wins or, or what have you. What do you think uh going on there, Bradley? Yeah, so going so you're talking about like going into next season, what is he gonna need to do to really keep his seat cool? Um Yeah, if he if he if he gonna, finishes with uh, seven wins this year, yeah. Yeah, I think that anything less than seven wins next year would probably have people still upset. I think that generally, I don't even know if it's obviously wins are going to matter next year. He's going to have to hit probably at least seven wins, but is it? It can't be the same kind of sloppy seven wins that we could have pulled off this year if we end up with seven wins. I don't think he can have the same, um, you know, scrape by wins that he's had this year. I think that he it's really going to depend on our play next year. Like our team needs to come out and look like an improved team. They need to come out and look like a team that's not going to shoot themselves in the foot every other game. And so uh, I think if he at least hits seven wins, gets to another bowl, and they're good, clean wins, seven wins, and then goes to a bowl and has a chance to get that eighth win, um, I think would still keep his seat kind of cool. 
um, anything like eight wins and up, I think that people will be pretty happy. So, yeah, that's how, that's how I think that, uh, you know, his seat's going to look next year. Anything under seven I, wins, I, though, I, think I would agree. He, he really starts to worry about get, getting getting pushed out. Yeah, I think next year, like we said, you know, we said it last week, it's the it's the show me year, really. So I think you need to have, you know, probably seven regular season wins, like you said, maybe even eight. Uh, but Stephen, what about you? Do you think Neil Brown's seat's a little warm, and what does he need to do next season to uh, cool that off? Uh, I think even with a bowl win, his seat's going to be lukewarm going into next season. I think you're going to have to prove, like Bradley said, you're going to have to show that you have cleaned up your play on offense, especially. I think the defensive side of the ball is more than satisfactory. You know, even when They've played bad. I think it's been, you know, you can use it any excuses you want to, but I think that, you know, when you get gassed and you have to be on the field for the multitude of the game, it's really going to tire your whole defense out. So I don't really have a problem with how the defense is, has progressed and developed over the past couple of years, but I think that the offense really has to show a lot of improvement um, and, and in winning games. I think if you win any less than eight games next year, and I don't mean to just, you know, go up one win each season. I think that eight wins should be the threshold um, to be considered a, a success or, or a non-success. I don't know what the payout would be off of his contract um, if they fired him la- next season. I know it's $20 million right now. There's no way that that is ever going to happen. WV is not paying right. that. Um, but I don't know what it would be next year. But I would think that the athletic department isn't going to take um, – six wins or anything around that area. Uh, I think that they're ready to see improvement. And if we're going to be, you know, on the right track, we need to see steady improvement each and every year. And, you know, you, you're going to lose recruits like we've lost in the, in the last couple of weeks. You know, that's just part of the game. You know, you're going to get recruits, you're going to lose recruits. People are going to commit, they're going to decommit. And, you know, we got to roll with the punches. And I think the West Virginia is going to be okay with that. Losing Justin Williams, and uh, Kevin Thomas really does hurt. I think, you know, those losses really affected that. But if West Virginia really is climbing and they're going to be a successful football team, I think that Neil Brown really has to show that they have got they are going to progress. He's got to make believers out of people. And that was my one gripe with him was that they weren't competitive in a lot of the losses that we've had this year. And I can take losses. I've seen them a lot in my in my time as a WVU fan. I can't take a loss while they're not being competitive. And if we have any game next year that they that they play to a non competitive level in a game and lose and get blown out, I, I don't know that I can still be on the Neil Brown train. I still need to see, you know, that that fighting the dog that we've always had. It's very rare that West Virginia gets blown out like that. I I feel like. Yeah, yeah, you got to be competitive, especially yeah, we can't have another. You want to be able to State, play K State game. Right, and you want to yeah. be able to be, be playing important games that matter in November and be in those games by, you know, November. This season, West Virginia was well out of the mix, and I think next season that's something that you got to do is by, you know, in November you want to be playing in important games that matter and you want to be close and show that you're competitive with the conference's top teams, I think, is uh, what's most important moving forward. But looking back at this past matchup, um, I know we always do players of the game. We'll get to that momentarily, but I did want to ask you guys – what do you guys think was the biggest play of this game that kind of 
either changed it to where you knew, you know, okay, West Virginia is going to win this game or the play that you feel like, you know, just really gave West Virginia that solid advantage, uh, whether it was early or late. Um, I'll, I'll start it off just for example for me. Uh, I think the biggest play of the game was uh, Texas started gaining some momentum, got it down to one-score game. Daigie sacked on back-to-back plays to start the drive, uh, third and 18, and a 19-yard pass completion of Winston Wright. I think that was the play of the game. West Virginia goes on to score on that drive, and I think that really changes the game. So, for me, that would be my play of the game. Uh, what about you guys? What's your play of the game in this one, Stephen? Um, I don't really know. I guess I would have to say that that was the game-defining moment. Uh, but the play of the game for me was, um, I guess, the Winston Wright touchdown. I really like that one. I like to see Winston Wright get a touchdown. I don't know. I really don't know what could be the play of the game. They played – they looked very well yesterday. And, you know, yeah. like I said, I think a lot of that was due to how bad Texas was on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, they they did. They they looked like a good offense yesterday. And Letty ran hard. I love seeing that. Uh, so, I don't know. I really – I don't know if I can pick a play. I'm not going to. Yeah. I refuse yeah. to pick that a play. That pass to Winston Wright was probably the best <laughs> Just like the win. throw all year. It was good. Oh, on the money. Yeah, that was a good throw. Yeah, yeah Jerry Dickey actually looked like he could throw a deep ball yesterday. That was a, something nice. To see, yeah, he was laying them out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he has time to do it, he make them look fine. Uh, but yeah, I would say my play of the game is kind of similar to Jordan's, but I don't remember. I think it was like third and fifteen, and I think it was later in the game. I don't know if the drive led to a touchdown, but it's just you know keeping the drives alive. Is that uh, Reese Smith caught a deep one on another third and real long right there, and kept us moving, kept the ball going, kept the clock turning. And I remember that sticking out to me because I was like, oh look at Reese Smith making another big play. You know, Reese Smith's had a couple big plays so far this year, and that's just, like, really impressive for a guy that's, you know, worked his way into playing time. Right. Yeah, and that was a tough catch, and Reese Smith seems to be like a guy that always comes in and, you know, clutch situations, third downs, and he'll make that grab for you and everything. And I really liked what I've seen from him, and I think he has a bright future going forward. And, you know, third downs was a big story of the game. West Virginia held Texas a lot, and then they were really uh, fishing on their third down attempts on offense. You know, I think – Shout out to the West Virginia defense. I think it can't. We need to not go unsaid without saying that because they've been good all season. And uh, Jordan Leslie, you know, he was a bro- he's been named a Broyles Award finalist. You know, one of the thirty finalists for the top assistant coach of the year. And I think that's well deserved, especially when you look at a game like this. I know Texas was beat up, but West Virginia is really beat up on defense if you look at it. And they still performed like that. Texas didn't get a first down until late in the second quarter. And you know, you're missing Nick Troy Fortune, you're missing Exry Lowe, Lance Dixon, Charles Woods. And uh, they still come through and do some good things. So I just definitely want to give some credit to that West Virginia defense. Yeah, yeah, they really did play well yesterday. Yeah, and and I think that that's something that because um, Stephen had brought up recruiting, and I wanted to bring it up after he brought up that, but I'd forgot about it. Um, I think that we're going to have to hit the transfer portal pretty hard this year. I think that we're really going to have to try to find some guys because our recruiting is looking good, and we're picking up a lot of defensive backs and stuff like that. But I still just think that. We need, especially where they extended our uh, scholarship offers, where we're allowed five extra scholarships or whatever it is. I don't remember the exact rolling or the wording to it or how it went. But I think that Neil Brown's really going to – I think his offense is starting to get to the point where he wants them because he's got a lot of incoming linemen coming in. Um, you know, our running back room is still going to be pretty girthy if, uh, you know, we can scoop up another running back. So I don't think that he's going to focus on the offensive side of the ball. He might go for like a wide receiver or two just out of the transfer portal. But I really see him trying to pick up some more linebackers just to kind of fill up that depth chart because 
I don't think he can have the same kind of year next year where you lose a couple guys, then you're having to play a safety at linebacker, you know. So I think that we're going to hit the portal pretty hard this year. Yeah, I, one thing I worry about on the defensive side of the ball mainly is, to be 100% honest, is keeping Jordan Leslie. You know, I worry about the fact that if we, you know, the defense is doing so well, we've already lost one co-defensive coordinator last year in Jamal Adai. Uh, West Virginia is famous for letting, you know, offensive and defensive coordinators go and assistant coaches all around for that matter. I've been preaching that for years now on the Country Roads webcast, so uh, that was that's my main concern this offseason is if we can keep Jordan Leslie and a couple of a couple of other of our other assistant coaches um and whether or not a couple of them are actually you know gone i think there's a few of them that we could agree that we you know might want to move on from and move to a different you know different coach but i think Jordan Leslie's at the top of the list to keep and i don't, i'm not so confident that that's going to happen yeah, keeping keeping Jordan Leslie should definitely be a be a priority number one for West Virginia for sure. But you bring up an interesting point there, Stephen, talking about assistant coaches. I think I know several of the offensive assistants have expiring concept contracts, and uh, one or two on defense may as well. So uh, that makes me want to pose this question to you guys: over under three point five new assistant coaches on next year's staff. Uh, what do you think, Bradley? I'm sure I, I couldn't even this is something where I feel like I I don't I don't even know what could happen because I don't feel like we're going to lose Jordan Leslie I think that he's pretty dedicated to Neil Brown and especially considering we lost Jamal Dye to I mean he wanted to be the defensive coordinator I mean he wanted that spot and he didn't really want to share it with anybody and so when he left for Georgia to get a little bit better job and then a chance to move up to like a defensive coordinator position I don't think that Jordan Leslie is going to turn around and leave on us, but I think that he does deserve every penny we can give him because that man is definitely putting in work and saving our lives this year. But yeah, three and a half assistant coaches. Yeah, probably. I can see it happening. But I, th- I think it's I think it's right there around that number. I think three or four. I guess I would take the under if I'm because uh, I think maybe three is probably what I go with. What about you, Stephen? Over under 3.5 new assistants next year. I was going to say just slightly under. I would go with three. Um, I don't. I don't think that. I know that Neil Brown and Jordan Leslie have a really good relationship, but I don't think that that necessarily has a factor on whether or not he stays at West Virginia. I think you know, especially in this world, we've seen you know those bonds don't really connect as much as a lot of people think that they would. You know, especially coaches. Coaches can still bond and still you know go head to head with each other. Um, and if Jordan Leslie's getting offered you know, however much money by somebody in the SEC or the Big Ten, you know, versus whatever West Virginia can offer them or, you know, what they will offer. They can offer a lot more money, in my opinion, but they just won't. Um, I think that that's a major, that's a major factor. Like, who who's to say that – and I'm just throwing out random names. I don't know who needs a defensive coordinator, this, you know, this year, who's in a bad spot. But, or, you know, Texas, let's look at that. They need a defensive coordinator in the worst way right now. Who's to say when they go to the SEC, they're not like, hey, Jordan Leslie, you know, you whooped our butt last year. You want to come make all the money in the world of Texas? You know, I'm not so confident that that wouldn't happen. Um, I hope that it doesn't happen. But I don't know. I really, until I can see West Virginia keep assistant coaches, 
you know, for for at least a little while, then then I'm not going to be so confident in it because every time, you know, we can keep head coaches for a little while before that that next step comes in, but for a lot of every other year at least, West Virginia loses assistant coaches that start to you know produce good numbers all the time. That's one thing that's not talked about a lot either. I think in today's game, you know, everyone talks about the transfer portal and losing a lot of players and stuff, but I think coaches move around just as much as players in the transfer mm-hmm. portal now and especially if you're like kind of a mid-tier school like West Virginia that can't pay us uh assistance as much as some other schools can uh you really lose a lot of those and those assistants like just as much for portal as uh coach move co- coaching carol you know West Virginia is always in the same league yeah yeah and I, I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've been trying to preach for the over the past couple of years because I think that if West Virginia was able to keep some of their assistant coaches uh, the product on the field will be a lot better than what we've seen in some of the past seasons. Um, because I think that, you know, West Virginia reaches a point to where they're starting to develop and they're starting to hit their stride and gain, you know, a lot of chemistry with each other between coaches and players and how they, you know, what the coaches are trying to get out of the players. Um, you know, they start to hit their stride. And as soon as they hit their stride, someone else comes calling for that assistant coach and that assistant coach leaves. And then you got to start over from, you know, from square one with a whole new assistant coach learning a whole new scheme. So I think, you know, that's definitely had an effect on West Virginia football over the past at least decade in my mind, because, you know, in the Rich Rod era, that was, that was his biggest gripe was that they would not pay his assistant coaches. And I think that that should scream something to the athletic department moving, moving forward even now, because, you know, it's clear to see that it's had a negative effect on West Virginia football in terms of, you know, everyone leaving so fast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's continued through the years and hopefully they, you know, they wise up and, and learn from their mistakes, like you said, but like I said, priority number one, definitely keep Jordan Leslie. That's a guy that probably deserves a raise moving forward. But uh, going back to this Texas game, um, We'll hand out some players of the games here before we get uh, ready to close this out and get out of here here on the Texas live stream reaction. But um, as always, we'll uh, flip this into a podcast, have it there on the podcast, subscribe there, Country Roads webcast on any podcast platform you like. And then we'll have the Kansas preview up there this week as well. And we'll be on our Facebook and YouTube, which if you're watching this right now, all of our videos are up there on our YouTube, Country Roads webcast, and on our Facebook. Uh, that being said, players of the game in this one, gentlemen, who do you got, Steven? Um, we just doing all together. We're doing offense defense. Uh, let's go offense defense. Uh, offensively, um, as much as I would like to give it to the QB, I'm going to go Letty, man. Letty ran with the head down all day long. I have seen nothing but effort out of Letty all season long, no matter what his offensive lines looked at, look like. Um, you got to give it to the kid, man. He balled yesterday. So I got to go with, got to go LD, man. Like it. Bradley, what about you on offense? Yeah, it's for sure Letty Brown, baddest man in Morgantown. He he put his he put his legs to work yesterday, and he was hungry and wanting to come out and prove something on senior day. So he said he's still wanting to hit a thousand yards a season, and I think he can do it. So yeah, he's definitely definitely over a hundred yards. We win. So yeah, somebody said he was going to go for two thousand this year. Who said that? That person's know. so dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. I'll tell you, that know. person tell you. must be the biggest amateur sports podcaster ever. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, that's like I've I've said some crazy I've said crazier things probably. 
yeah, I'm not not the most informed or not the most intelligent person on the podcast, but you know what? I sometimes get things right, and that's all the that case. There's an there's intelligence on this podcast. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, I was about to say at first I'm hearing of it. No. But yeah, I'll make it unanimous. It's gotta be Letty. Thirty three carries on senior day. Big day. Uh defense for me, um, Dante Stills. I think really showed up in a big way, especially in clutch moments. Yeah. So I go Dante on defense, uh, Steven. Josh Chandler Samito. Got it. Got to go with him. Bradley. I give it to I give it to Sean Mahone for senior day. Like I, yeah. I think they had said he yeah. was played Got him games in a Mountaineer uniform. That's insane. Yeah, man. That's an insane insane amount of snaps or games for anybody. That's almost as much as Dante. If not more, right? Mm-hmm. It might be more. It might be more. Oh, I don't know. Sure is, Dante is only in his. Dante's a junior, right? No, Dante. Or is he a senior? Uh, I thought he was a senior. I think he's a senior. I think he's a senior. He walked yesterday. Oh. Yeah, I, I, COVID, COVID messed me up, so I, I don't. I can't. Yeah, it's hard. Hey, I can't hardly keep up. Yeah, with that's why it's anymore. confusing now. Yeah, I don't know who's a senior, who's a super senior, who's still a junior. It's all messing with me, man. Well, you know, Daggy's going to be like a 32-year-old starting quarterback next year, so that's cool. Yeah, well, he says he has unfinished business, so let's just hope this. (laughs) As the CSPN uh, analyst said the other day, this all-American offensive line that we've got at West Virginia that hasn't – that's been non-existent anyway. If they can come together next year, I think that that would really – boost this offense guys because that's been the problem this year we can harp on jerry diggy we all we want to we can harp yeah, on drop balls by the, by the receivers exactly what has been the one yep. factor the one common denominator of all of our wins this year other than the i mean it contributes to this but the 100 yards rushing and everything other than that what's been the one common denominator offensive line play yep when they can block we win football games I think that needs to be pointed out, which is odd. Well, they if, can't we lose? If I'm a betting man, I know that's being pointed out in the film room and better be the the thing to work on in the offseason because we've got talented guys. We see that. We got really talented guys. Young guys, too. Caden Prather, credit to you, Bradley. You've been calling that all season. Caden Prather came out and he's balled the last two games. So, I mean, if we can get yeah, some of those I guys. He was his first touchdown yesterday. I was so ready. <laughs> Should have. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He hit four for 48, man. He he really did ball, so I think he's yeah, going to really this show weekend. up next year. Caden Prather's getting not one but two touchdowns this weekend. I'm calling. It. Oh, well, that's Prather, bold prediction. I like it. I mean, the Kansas defense isn't great, so I mean, no, it, we might not. we might see another yeah, offensive production. I, you know, he, I, that might be the the, the the the. I don't mean to get off on to Kansas already, but that might be the determining factor for the, whoever wins this football game this weekend, and if West Virginia can play well enough offense, I think their defense plays well enough to hold, you know, the one talented player and their quarterback, because I think their quarterback really is what, what makes them great at Kansas. I agree. I think that's the defining factor for this weekend. Have you seen their fullback? Yeah. But you can't run with the fullback all the time when you got a Keem Mesidor and Dante Steele's in your face. True. And then Taj Austin also, I don't want to discredit that man. He played well yesterday as, uh, as well. Yeah, he's had a great season, honestly. Taj Austin's probably been our breakout defensive player, if I had to say somebody. Yeah. Defensive yeah. line all around has been solid. 
which that's probably one of the first times I've ever been so confident in calling a, you know, a group of guys all together and being so dominant. We call, we all called that before the season, and they had did not disappoint whatsoever. Of course, they haven't for the past couple of seasons mm-hmm. anyway, but, man. Yep, and if you can get that offensive line right, I think you got something uh, going moving forward because they said that's been the one-week spot, and that's been when West Virginia's had good games, that's been – the reason why is they've been able to run the football and also going hand in hand with that. Jared Dagey is a good quarterback when he can sit in the pocket and he has time. That's when what makes Jared Dagey good. So if the offensive line continues to improve, I think the sky's the limit for the offense. And as you said, in turn, the sky's the limit probably for this team because we've got faith in Jordan Leslie now for sure. I think, you know, as long as you keep him around, defense probably going to be at the very least solid. So if the offense can improve moving forward. Uh, who knows? But, uh, that being said, I guess that'll pretty much get us close to wrapping up here on this Texas reaction. Uh, before we go, any final thoughts, gentlemen, anything you want to say wrapping up this game or uh, moving forward, looking ahead, um, just anything you want to add at all? Uh, what do you got, Stephen? Uh, no, like I said, like I, said I, I just think that it's a really big positive to, sh- to see that this team still has some fight in them. And, you know, going forward, I think that's all any fan can ask for with the way that this season has ended up because I think everyone's to the point to where we're disappointed. You know, I mean, I don't think that anyone is not disappointed with how this season's turned out. Um, so just glad to see fight in them. I think that going into this weekend and fighting for bowl eligibility is is a good thing for West Virginia because it gives them something to play for. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I want to see a little bit more out of West Virginia in the way that they play. Uh, I think that we all do. But, but basketball – Looking ahead to that, we got that show coming up in a few days, so be on the lookout. Oh, yeah. Um, probably going to be around Tuesday, if I had to guess. CRW Hoops coming at you this week. Uh, Charleston Classic recap, and then looking ahead at uh, what's moving forward. Looking forward to that. Um, that being said, I think Western, you know, fighting for bowl eligibility is big, and hopefully you got to go on the road and get a big win, get to a bowl game, and then uh, try and win that thing and uh, get yourself geared up for a uh, bigger and better 2022 hopefully uh with a more experienced offense and hopefully uh more improved offense as West Virginia will need it uh it's kind of my final thoughts Bradley anything you want to add here yeah no I think you guys have hit it pretty good the big thing I was going to doubly emphasize triply emphasize I guess um just how big it is to have something to play for this weekend playing for bowl eligibility is probably what's going to save our lives this weekend. If we win a game, I think that's what's going to be it. Other than that, I just got two of these and I'm good. <laughs> they go that way. They go down. Hey, I do want to say that was the highlight of the mm-hmm. football game. They showed the, uh, I get it. was It was something military. I don't know if they were the guys that flew over in the planes before the game or what, but man, they showed about eight of those eight to 10 of those guys. And every one of them gave the horns down. And I haven't seen a oh, reaction yeah. out of that crowd. <laughs> since the Virginia Tech game earlier this season. So so that was pretty you gotta awesome love to it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Horns down forever. Uh sending them out of Morgantown with the loss and uh finishing with a winning record over Texas uh, in Big Twelve conference play. Hopefully uh, you know, they may stay one more season, but at the very least we won't have a losing record to them. And the, probably the last time they'll play in Morgantown, they'll go out with a big L. So uh that's the main thing to say here on the Texas Reaction Show. Uh be on the lookout for the Kansas preview dropping midweek. CRW Hoops coming at you this week as well. A couple episodes of that on the podcast. Check those out on any platform, Apple Podcast. Google Podcasts, 
uh, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. Uh, Country Roads webcast there. Country Roads webcast video version on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, coming at you this week with those. That being said, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, for Stephen and Bradley. Until next time, let's go Mountaineers.